Hello and welcome again to the Black Techies podcast where tech and black culture intersect. I am your host, Herbert Seward, and my co-hosts, Leslie Moore and Blackity Black Man. <laughs> it's February. Just like that oh, little white kid on that on that t-shirt. Uh I'm I'm this month I'm blackity black black. <laughs> well, this episode of the Black Techies podcast is pretty special on a number of levels. It's being uh, simulcast on Facebook, YouTube, and our Twitter channel um, today. And we've got, well, just to kind of let the cat out of the bag, we've got a big announcement for the on the future of the podcast. Huge. Um, after this show, we are officially a part of the HBCU Network's lineup of content, meaning that we will be a full-fledged part of the HBCU digital network. Um, that's big in a, in a lot of ways. HBCU digital network, for those that are really familiar with it, um, you know, they're getting up there along with HBCU Game Day and some of the other players out there in terms of uh, digital content that are focused with HBCUs. And right on cue, our host emeritus, <laughs> David Matthews. Hey, Dave, yeah. what's going on, man? Hey, what's up? Long time no see. <laughs> hey, old Dave. Yes, sir. And so I was just, uh, you know, telling our audience about our big news, uh, our our big transition. Um, you know, you got a black techies Ryu uh, headband on your forehead. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm fully aware, bro. I'm fully aware. I know if you can see it the same way I see it. I'll just yeah. let you know. See, that's why this transition is going to be important because I won't have that headband up there anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you see you digital instead of yeah. Yes, sir. Um, completely, and that's that's a good way. Even though it's pretty humorous, that's a good way to kind of lead into this into this part of the podcast. Um, it's been a long time coming. It's something that you know when when Dave approached me about helping with the podcast, you know those you know umpteen years ago. Um, you know, I was super excited, you know, obviously it's, it's a niche that is needed. You know, there are not a lot of podcasts out there that focus on what we focus on, which is, you know, blurred culture, technology, um, you know, and how that intersects with, you know, everyday life for black folks. Um, and on top of that, you know, we're HBCU friendly. So yeah, you know, the fact that, you know, HBC Digital reached out to us, you know, shout out to Adam Powell and the folks that are, you know, that that run the operation there. Um, you know, they reached out to us and, you know, after this show, our next official show will be on that platform as one of the flagship shows. So um, stay tuned for that. Um, that's coming a lot sooner than later, like within the next month <laughs> or less, the next couple of weeks. Um, and for those of you that are not familiar with HBCU Digital, go to the hbcudigitalnetwork.com. That's www.hbcudigital.com and take a look at their content. You know, it's not just athletics. They're trying to really be, a, you know, a trailblazer in terms of condensing everything as it relates to, you know, the culture of HBCUs and, you know, the talent and the, 
you know, the talent that HBCUs really, you know, produces. Uh, so we're really, really proud of, of being a part of that platform. You guys got any thoughts? <laughs> I'm hyped. I'm ready. I think this is a long time coming, like you said, and I feel like it's going to be awesome. I'm ready for it. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, I mean, uh, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I was, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's always good to have uh, an, a, a more established machine behind us because um, this voice belongs in more ears than it's currently in. <laughs> <laughs> In other words, black and black, 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 black. As, black, as black. you can see by his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. No, and definitely going to be a, 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 I think, a big thing going forward. Uh, you know, I think we, I think Ian Herbert's talking about like how we, how we could take, you know, the black techies to the next level. And I think this is the most partner with uh, a whole digital platform that's focused on hbcu culture black culture and all that and obviously you know, this is the perfect timing like, right it's black history month so i think this is like the perfect time to kind of do something like this so um you'll probably see me a lot more <laughs> uh or at, least, or at least hear from me a lot more so uh uh i don't know if you already i don't know if you said it already but uh the black techies are an official business like we 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 in there. We are an official business entity, so we can start doing things, uh, you know, in in that in that manner. <laughs> so uh, but, um, we need to holler at these folks with the CES passes for whenever uh, this thing get lifted, so we can get invites and all that. I'm trying to get uh, merch. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. I mean, I I was I was telling them I have a my stretch goal for the Black Techies is to perhaps become like a like the black version of like the verge right so like where we we can we can um right you know have a bunch of articles on the website we can review tech we can have youtube you know uh video video reviews or even written reviews right mm -hmm. uh and so but you know if it would be from a different perspective right it wouldn't just be just tech 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 it would be all right well how does this fit into the culture at wide right it right. you know that that's our that's our niche right and i think that's something we can kind of lean into going forward so i think this is this is just step one. Like, just expect a lot of big things coming in the future this year, not just that. Teams are gone. Yeah, yeah, and and for those folks that are part of the Black Techie Collective on Facebook, you know that faithful legion of followers that have been following the progression of the Black Techies. Um, we got some special stuff in store for y'all too, like exclusive type content. You know. Uh, you know, we just, you know, you got, you guys rode with us for a long time. So, you know, for everybody that's, you know, that's a member, you know, we got some special stuff planned for y'all once this transition is complete. Now, now that's out of the way. We got some news to talk about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the understatement so, of the year. It's been a couple months since we put an <laughs> episode out. So there's a lot of stuff that happened. Yes, sir. So where do, so where do we start? I think I mean, we start with the uh, the all the all the purchases being made. I think that's probably the biggest news right now. I mean, okay. but which but which one? You want to start with the Sony or you want to start with Microsoft? They both made huge moves. Yeah, <laughs> Microsoft is uh yeah they they're doing their world trying to do their world domination thing for real. 
I mean, they, we can probably start with Microsoft because that's that was the biggest one. I mean, Sony buying Bungie is big, but Microsoft buying yeah. Activision. I mean, is it big? <laughs> it's it's big. big if you play Destiny. <laughs> exactly. It's big for the seven million people that I don't know. I just pulled that number out of my butt. But uh that's a lot it, well, I, I, it might it's probably not that many. I don't know. Somebody Google it. I don't know how many people are actually playing Destiny, but like that's their big IP. And you know, like you said, we're gonna talk about Microsoft anyway first. So I just don't think it's that big. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, I mean, like if, if you if you put them on a scale, right? If you put Bungie and Activision on a scale, I mean, woof, we you know it'll catapult them into the next realm. How big Activision is compared to Bungie? But it's not like a Yanny, or it's not. It wasn't like a Sony didn't buy Bungie. I don't believe in response to Activision buy. I think they bought them because they could. And there's probably not a lot of companies. I mean, there's probably not. Sony doesn't have the buying power that Microsoft has. Um, and so, you know, Sony couldn't make the play for Activision. So, you know, we just got to kind of, I think we're going to run into, I don't know, there's not very many top 10 studios left that can be bought. You know, I don't know if they can afford, you know, Ubisoft or Tencent, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited I, as a Microsoft fanboy. I'm excited to see uh, what's going to happen, you know, going forward with, with, with Microsoft having all these major IPs in house now. Right. I mean, obviously I think that mo the obvious play here is game pass, right? So if you're Microsoft, you're going to try to buy up or have as many original IP as you can to sustain game pass. I mean, the only reason that Netflix and e even the other ones, Apple TV plus and all that, the only reason they can be sustained, especially Disney plus is because they have all of this IP. Like if you're Disney, you have Disney, you have Marvel, you have Star Wars, you have National Geographic, you have all of this, Pixar, right? You have all of those studios to make things for you. So now with Microsoft, you've added Overwatch, you've added um, Call of Duty, like like Call of Duty, man. Like that's the biggest yeah, game on the, the planet right it, there, for man. all for all its ills, right? For all, you know, it takes a lot of heat, but they make a crap ton of money off of it. <laughs> so, uh, I, and I contribute to it. I own all the Call of Duty, so I can't really say anything. <laughs> Same thing, I, dude. I'm a low key Call of Duty stand. I'm not even gonna lie about that. Pew, but, uh, pew. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, give me give me Halo any day over Call of Duty, but uh, I get it. Right, but no, no, no. That's a good that's a good thing though. Right now you got Halo and Call of Duty and uh um the Wolfenstein series, uh Quake, Doom, like you have all of those first person shooters. And you remember you remember when the, when the first Xbox came out, right? It was known as like the first person shooter box because Halo was on it and it was like yeah. the best place to play. And now the they, controller was built better for 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 you i mean like i mean look this this is i i love this controller this is the pro controller the xbox pro controller i did a review on it on my on my youtube channel pack is still high but i did a <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug, shameless plug. but uh but like i mean you you they haven't really they haven't really changed the design of that controller like not a major design not like is the, that the uh, elite the, two or the elite one this is the elite two. I mean, they didn't do a whole des redesign like like Sony, but yeah. um, but I mean that you got all those first person shooters on Game Pass. So I imagine the next Call of Duty coming out, and it's free Day on Game Pass. Game Pass, right? Yeah, I mean it, the the thing is that's that's the value uh, add of Microsoft. And honestly, what I've been 
I've been hearing in these streets is that they're kind of working together now, uh, and and it's because they don't want to let anybody else in, right, to the game. And so there's a world that exists where you'll have a Sony app on the Xbox Game Store and an, and an X Cloud app in the in the Sony games Game Store. You, maybe hardware will be a little more decentralized going forward. You know, oh, yeah. I know Microsoft is playing with the idea of some kind of like fire stick that you can use to uh, plug into any TV and, and game on the cloud. Right. And X cloud yeah. is already up and running and it's already fantastic. Like it already is working and it already is working well. So, yeah. um, you know, yeah. with the proliferation of broadband, high speed internet, the way that, you know, 5g is going to explode a, a, a allegedly um i think we're we're getting to the point where it doesn't matter it won't matter like we right now i'm a microsoft guy you know we know rob roberto uh hope he's good wherever he's at uh is a, a sony guy but there's kind of come a time and uh, when i can we grab my xbox controller and play spider-man and he'll yeah. be able to grab his sony controller and play halo there's going to come that time i believe and i don't yeah, think it's it, that far yeah, and just real quick, as a you know, as a as a quick side note to before we continue this conversation, there are only four of the black techies that are present today. Okay, so just to you know, just so for audiences out there that are used to seeing rotating lineups, the black techies are myself, Herbert Seward, David Matthews, Blackity Blackman, aka Dominique Bass, <laughs> Leslie Moore, Ebony Burroughs, who's a North Carolina AT grad and Roberto Joseph, who is a Morehouse grad. Um, uh, we have also uh, a de facto uh, member of the Black Techies that normally isn't on screen, but uh, uh, is Ooh, actually in it. Yeah, is, yeah, he's actually in the legal judicial realm at this point. Congratulations. You know, we want to see you on the seat. And that's, that's our boy, uh, that's our boy shoot. Not so, to mention, uh, also don't forget uh, Madam Mogul, uh, Tiffany Vicks. You yes, know, sir. we are legion, my guys. We are legion. Yeah. So, you know, going forward at some point, you guys are going to see, uh, uh, you know, rotating uh, collage of Black Techie, Black Techie membership <laughs> on this podcast. So it's never going to be guaranteed that we're going to have the same lineup all the time. But Hey, that's part of the black techies. You're super, you know, super entertaining that way. Um, now we can continue. Let's I got see. something. The, the big thing for me with uh, Microsoft going ahead and buying Activision is how they're going to deal with all of Activision's recent worker issues and labor issues. That's kind of a that's a huge hit. I, I right think there. that's I think that's why uh, if you if you watched the news the day before. Um, the day before the thing happened, they they like announced a lot of firings. They announced like they announced a lot of like housekeeping stuff the day before Microsoft announced. I don't think that's a coincidence. Uh, oh. They definitely are. They are aware of it. Uh, the the you know usually the way Microsoft handles or uh, usually all these companies like the CEO usually doesn't leave. Uh, but I think the CEO is catching the boot. Uh, he just it, he allowed for a toxic. Uh, workplace uh, culture to proliferate for uh, way too long, right? So I think that they're gone. I think he's gone, and I think that uh, Phil Spencer is going to help usher in a new, you know, era of we not having that. You know, I'm hoping in, in for the it words of my spirit animal, we will not have it. <laughs> I'm hoping. 
hoping that they do go with that direction because as they keep acquiring these other businesses, because this is not even what this is the third big acquisition within the last five years. No, not even five years, two. Two, yeah. Between, between getting Blizzard, Activision, um, they also but have that's but that's but the, the big yeah. So I mean you're looking at Overwatch, Warcraft, Call of Duty, Candy Crush, Starcraft, Diablo. Overwatch. Diablo, like all of these games are all in one place, which makes Game Pass a, a pretty much a steal huge, at this point. Huge. It, it makes and it huge because you got to think the systems as quickly as they were. You could always find an Xbox new gen system quicker than you could find a PS5. But at the same time, the Game Pass makes it you don't have to buy the system. We're still going to get your money, especially if you're a PC gamer. Yeah. And I mean, and, and I got to tell you, as somebody that was really, really hyped to see, um, you know, other platforms outside of the big two, like Google Stadia and and some of these other you know cloud platforms i i gotta i gotta say man i don't know y'all you know google had to step up the game or or, or go the way of the dodo because uh you know the moves that microsoft and playstation are making are you know they're they are huge industry moves and unless you got you know i think with google in particular you know the fact that they went away from their own studio you know where they had in-house um, you know, developers doing their own games. That was huge for them. That just yeah. told me that they really ain't, you know, they ain't about that life. <laughs> They're not about, you know, really dedicating the type of resources necessary to really um, be a player in that, you know, in this environment on this landscape. So, so it's funny you should. It's funny you should say that, right? So just uh, yesterday, <laughs> so uh, Stadia actually put out a few tweets trying to, I guess, reassure people that things. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> so they were like, yeah. uh, I got almost was like, kind of pull it up, but they were like, if you hear one thing, you hear this: the Stadia team is working really hard on a great future for Stadia and cloud gaming. We hope you agree, and we know the proof is in the playing. And then they went on to say, like, we're particularly proud of to be offering fifty games to pro members and. Uh, with more than 100 titles to join Stadia in 2022 and all that stuff. So, I mean, they're <laughs> they're trying. I mean, I don't know what Google is going to do with Stadia. Like right now, I think they're set, they're, they're trying to be like a white label. I think that's what they call it. Because uh, I think with AT and T, you can like stream things if you have their servers, something like that. I don't know, but yeah, I. I... <laughs> I yeah, don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, man. that said, their services. So, I, Digital Foundry, I think. Well, I think it was Digital Foundry, or yeah, I think they did like a comparison um, between them, Xbox Cloud Gaming, and I think um, GeForce Now. The the twenty, the thirty eighty, no, the yeah, the thirty eighty tier or whatever it is, and uh, like Stadia is like as far as raw performance, Stadia is still like up there. Like uh, Cloud Xbox Cloud Gaming is great, but it's the performance for it isn't as good as nvidia or uh stadia so they, they there's still some room in there for stadia to kind of carve out i just i don't know man like if you if i can if i can play call of duty for free <laughs> and no. just pay ten dollars a month man look hey that's a win-win right there i mean i don't i don't see the i don't see the 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 path forward for stadia uh i had stadia it was it was cool that i could like take a console with me anywhere um but yeah. now xcloud kind of removes that yeah. need. uh exactly and, and you got deck, more games Steam deck is shipping at the end of this month and and so 
what do you need? I just can't. I can't wrap my mind around the need for for the stadia. And I, and <laughs> also, they don't really see Google is notorious for like starting something making and then rolling out and then just like <laughs> rolling hey, out. What, what is stadia? What is, who is stadia? I don't know her. Yeah, and, 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 and another I, thing that's going to come up too. You also got to think the Stream Decks are finally Steam Decks are finally yes, coming out. This that's you beat me to it. You beat so, me to it because I mean I, I'm waiting on mine. I, I'm a strictly PC Steam player, yeah. so I'm excited about having yeah. basically a, something that reminds me. I had a Game Gear as a kid, so this is like a game series size, but I get to take all my PC games with me and not have to worry about all this extra. So that's going to be a game changer right there. You play PC and not just not just that you not just got i mean there's a that entire landscape in terms of portable gaming devices has blown up you got the steam deck you got the io neo um there's a couple others that i was that i was really kind of researching and checking out uh gpd win i think that's the other one yeah i mean you've got some really really powerful machines out there that are entering the space now and that are you know you know, you add this element of this acceleration of cloud gaming, you know, amongst the big boys into that. I mean, think about it. You're going to have a Steam Deck that's running Windows 10, and you're going to be able to run xCloud on anytime you want with full integration. I mean, that's that's a game changer right there for me, because this is like, I mean, okay, I, I can't access my computer, or if you're like me, and sometimes... You know, you have to get get in where you fit in with your gameplay. Otherwise, it's going to disrupt other stuff. <laughs> you know, you could be like, "All right, um, okay, I got to go to this family function," but yeah. on my way back home, when it's dad time, you know, you know, those of us who got kids that are in in stuff, you got to take them to ballet exactly. practice, or volleyball practice, or basketball practice, or debate practice, all the stuff that the kids do. They do all the stuff. It's cool. Now yep. go on over there and do your stuff, baby. And I'm over here like, oh, it's like I'm right. at home. I didn't, I didn't yep. yeah. pew pew. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I can sir. Pew, pew. I can save the princess. I can slay dragons. I can do all that. Yeah. And I think, I mean, as you know, as these as these devices and the companies get, you know, um really, really get their foot in terms of getting their products out in this these next couple of quarters. You know, it's going to really enhance the game for all the other support, you know, all the other support accessories that go along with it. Like, for example, I'm a shadow guy. You know, I've been a shadow. I've been on yeah, shadow for are. a long time. <laughs> <laughs> You've been talking. I'm like, man, yeah. they need to I, cut you some bread. I mean, but hey, it's a heck of, it's a heck of a product. You know, Buy I mean, some it's stock. a heck of a product if <laughs> I'm you trying. live in an area they cover. <laughs> That's yeah, the I'm thing. Sure. They they're yeah. not in enough. Their data well, centers aren't in enough places. And 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 to to Dominique's point, he's very accurate about that. If you're on the Eastern Seaboard, or if you're someplace where there's a very robust, you know, data infrastructure, internet infrastructure, or fiber infrastructure, you're good to go. If you're in the middle of the country, eh, you know, anywhere um, where Trump won, you probably it's probably not going to be good for you. Uh, for shadow, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, it's something that, um, you know, that's something that shadow is going to have to, you know, overcome, you know, for this demographic, you know, in terms of North America, in order for them to really, really grow is, their product. Why them? Like why them and not XCloud? That's going to be my question for everybody that's not named Microsoft. Well, is why them? 
or not not uh, some combination of xCloud and Steam Deck. You know, well, it's funny you should say that. You should. Oh, you mean between that? I was going to say that's a good segue into Sony because why would you get? Why would you buy a PlayStation and you got Microsoft with all of these, all of this value add? Right, you pay fifteen to sixteen dollars, whatever much uh, Game Pass Ultimate is, and you get everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Basically. Yes, Sony's gonna crazy. have to do something. PlayStation Now, I think, is what they're talking about. Uh, well, I think they're trying. I think I heard rumors they're gonna upgrade it to like to uh, include be kind of like Game Pass, where you get. Now, I don't know if they're gonna add like other first other games like day one, like Microsoft does. But mm-hmm. I think they're trying to add like a PlayStation Now and like have a, a bunch of games you can play, yeah. just not maybe the day one. I don't know. I have no idea what. I mean, doing. I have I PlayStation Now, and it's actually not that bad. But don't give me, don't get it twisted. It's not as efficient or streamlined as Game Pass. And I get to play a bunch of games on. See, I didn't have PS3, so I get to play a bunch of PS3 games on PS Now, and yeah. that's me. I get to play a lot of the older games I never got to play. A lot of the nothing on Sony's ever as good as it is on Microsoft. The UI is just not as streamlined. It's just not. It's like they don't have. It's that's the same unit interface for the PS3. That's a real. That's a real Homer take right there. You know. But I'm saying, if you took a person that never played a game and told them to cut on a PlayStation, and took a person that never played a game and told them to cut on the Xbox, how quickly you think you'll find a game on Xbox versus how quickly you think you'll find it on? PlayStation? I don't know. I have you played? Game. Have you played, used? Have you used the PS5? I've not a PS5. I have not. I thought yeah, I looked PS5, in. I, I mean, PS5 was pretty good. So yeah, PS5 like, UI is pretty legit. My only issue with PS now is why can't we get PS2 games? If we can get PS2 games and start integrating look, with PS5, I take. I mean, look, you know, you know, it's funny. Like they now, I get why they can't like just bring all the games to the licensing and all like it's, it's, it's a massive headache stuff. with licensing. Yeah. But right. can you like Sony would like just. <laughs> throw up money, right? They would just they they would have too much money to comprehend if they had PS1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 games on their on their platform. Like can't like bruh. <laughs> I mean they would be Scrooge McDuck, right? If I, could play on PC, <laughs> if I could play the games on PC, but that's the thing, you're it's still hardware limited, right? Unless you, you have can a PS5. play PS now on PC. Yeah, PS now yeah. is on PC. PC. I stream out. All I need to do is just hook my PS4 controller to my PC and I play all my PS Now games. Like, yep. no issue. Yeah, and that's Look and that's really part, yeah, and that's really part of the, the appeal of these platforms when it comes to, you know, just the sheer flexibility in terms of where you can play them at. Um, you know, if you've got anything that could run, you know, run, you know, Windows, 2, Windows 10 or or any operating system that is conducive to these platforms, you're in. You know, you're really, you know, you're really good to go. And it's something that it, it, it's, you know, I mean, it, we really don't, we really have yet to see the ceiling of this, you know, of how this is going to play out. You know, it's just, there's a lot of flexibility there in terms of, you know, as products come pretty soon, you're going to be able to do this stuff on, on really firmware type OSs like Chromebook, you know, Chrome OS, stuff like that. Yeah, man, it, hey, man. the sky's the limit is for it. Y'all the sky's just, limit y'all just for earn it. PlayStation a customer. I, cause I sure wasn't finna buy a PlayStation. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, I really do like Horizon Zero Dawn and uh, I played God of Steam. War. That's on Steam, yeah. though. That's on Steam. This, but God of War, is, 
God of War is, hey, but God of War is coming to Steam also. So, but those aren't the only two exclusives. You got the Spider Man. I don't know if Spider Man's on PS now, but like I'm interested in digging in now to their whole library. If I can get access to that without having to buy a PlayStation, I don't ever have to buy a PlayStation, right? And that's what I was talking about at the beginning. I didn't know that this was a thing because I play my X. I don't. I have a Xbox, but I don't ever like it's not even hooked. It's in a box. Uh, I play everything on my PC. I have an Alienware PC. I have an RTX 30, uh, 3070. Like, everything looks better on my PC anyway. So, like, why? Why would I ever turn my Xbox on, right? So, I'm just you know, I'm Sony, very excited to dig into That's a really good library. point because Sony is actually kind of leaning into that, right? The fact that God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, Days Gone are on PC. Days Gone. I got Days Gone. Right, so I think Sony is seeing the value of PC gaming, and they're going to start putting more of their exclusives on PC. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo uh, is going to be is a PS5 console exclusive, but it's also going to come to Steam. It's in my wish list right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really. I mean, like I said, sky's the limit, man. It's it's really something that is going to be endearing to a lot of people that. You know, I mean, just for lack of a better word, don't want to cough up the bread to, you know, to buy, you know, a next gen platform or to buy, you know, or to just incur that type of overhead and cost. You know, I mean, I mean, if you're running an old PC, if you're running an old laptop that can handle Windows 10, you can essentially access all of these services. And that is, you know, that's the draw. And that's going to bring in a lot of, you know, that's going to really um, expand the audience for, you know, Xbox, you know, doing xCloud stuff, as well as other platforms that invest in the technology. So it's something that, like I said, it's it's a game changer. We just don't know how much the game is going to change yet. Yeah. So so going to uh, Sony uh, buying Bungie. So I read, I think it was, was it The Verge? I think it was The Verge. Um, they I think they put out an article saying like the reason why they bought Bungie is to compete with uh, Fortnite or something like that because they don't really have like a live service game that they can monetize in perpetuity basically <laughs> like kind of like Fortnite right and that's kind of partly why they bought Bungie's because now they can utilize Destiny even though Bungie's still going to remain like an independent studio or whatever uh, and Destiny is still going to be played on other platforms but. I think they're going to try to use Bungie's knowledge and their expertise with monetization of a live service game and like use that to kind of compete with Fortnite and compete with Call of Duty and all that kind of stuff with Warzone, they still right? They'll have some so, pretty good for, uh FPS IPs that 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 Sony, you know, crapped the bed with. Uh, you know, um what was it? Uh what was that one that came out on the first PS2? It was really good. I just it I Resistance I Resistance. Probably resistance. Yeah, yeah. resistance was actually had a decent story yeah. uh, and kill zone. Yeah, so you can um you can imagine what what those guys at Bungie could do with those IPs, right? And so I'm actually kind of looking forward to see what they do with it. But that just the reason that that news isn't that big to me is because we're talking five years. You know, the development cycle of a game from like starting today to like execution uh, to us seeing a game, we're, we're talking several years, right? And granted, Bethesda doesn't have a, an Elder Scrolls dropping tomorrow either. So I guess, but it's just like we know, we know what we're going to get from Bethesda, right? We have that. Yeah, Starfield like, coming out. 
Yeah, Starfield's coming. Even though it's not, I don't think Starfield's an exclusive. Is Starfield a console exclusive? I I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it is. I think the, all their all their their current multi-platform games stay multi-platform contractually, so they're not going to break those contracts. Uh, and and you know they were very vague. Like for instance, the next three uh, Call of Duties are contractually multi-platform, but Microsoft kind of said in the way they said it was like. We're not going to do anything to mess with those contracts. But the way they said it left room for them to be like, uh, at the end of these three games, bye-bye PlayStation. Just like PlayStation screwed Xbox people with uh, with baseball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And real quick, uh, we've had uh, a cameo appearance from our fifth black techie, Roberto Joseph. Welcome. What up? What up? What up How's man? everybody doing? Yeah, man. CP time, bro. CP time. Yeah, man, you know what happens that. when you got... You got uh, two jobs and a third job as a husband. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 I hear you. I hear you, bruh. But yeah, we were just essentially talking about the landscape changing and Microsoft, you know, putting their work, doing, putting their world domination face on and, and buying mm -hmm. up everything in sight. And uh, I guess, yeah, I guess, do you, do you uh, have any thoughts about, especially you're a, you're a Sony person, aren't you? Aren't you a PlayStation person? I mean, I'm kind of curious uh, as to get your thoughts. Not, not really. You know. No, like, I was gonna I, say. I, 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 I'm not gonna like, tell I'm the funny. people a lie. Don't start off with a lie. <laughs> it just happened to be here. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I'll be honest. Uh, I'm not super concerned about like PlayStation, Sony buying Bungie. I know wasn't like a counterattack because you gotta, you'd have to be working on that for months before yeah. you can announce a merger. I mean, like. I was working at T-Mobile back in 2013 when we announced to internally we were buying Sprint. And I mean, you see now it's like last year or the year before last, maybe they started allowing Sprint people to use the T-Mobile network. So like, I don't like everybody's like, oh, they, it's a counterattack. Like Bungie, like, I mean, <laughs> unless you're going to make another, a, a random other destiny, like I don't really see it. Although Bungie, very good studio not saying anything wrong with that but buying activision is very different and i it's like i i look at it the same way that i look at um ford the ceo of ford saying that he could literally stop making uh internal combustion engine cars and switch to ev to catch up to tesla and they would still profit and i'm like that you still have to have the product and you still have to have everything behind it. And again, I last generation was the first generation I've ever not had an Xbox and they did nothing to get me. Like I could, I'll, I mean, now that their new one is backwards compatible, whenever it's in stock, I'll buy that. I'll go back and I'll play the gears of war. Uh, I mean, I star ocean or whatever the hell is like, that's that they're getting from the deal. Like it's again to me, Starfield, that's how interested I'm in. You know, like whatever it is that that they have, like I'm probably not going to care enough to get it. Like Sony didn't do a good job of of pulling me to get an Xbox. I mean, get a PlayStation with the Order 1883, but it was an interesting game that I played for four hours. Um, and I don't think Microsoft didn't have that for me last gen. Like they didn't have a God of War. They didn't have a uh, you know, Horizon Zero Halo. Dawn. They had Halo. They had Halo, but they've had Halo for like 10 years. And I'm looking forward to playing Halo again. 
because I love Halo. But that's that didn't infinite is Halo amazing, wasn't by the way. Yeah, and I'm sure it is. Shout out to Ron because he worked on it. Like I'm sure that it's amazing and I will play it. But I think two years ago when Xbox told us that their new system was going to be backwards compatible, it left me not needing to buy the last one. So now if they feel like they're going to buy like I'm not Call of Duty's not going to make me buy an Xbox. So again, I'm I'm weird. Yeah, way. well, so to be fair though, if Call of Duty was console exclusive, it might not move you, but that is a console. Yeah. That is a, a system that people buy consoles for. I mean, that's a game Absolutely. that people buy consoles for. I don't yeah. think that they offered neither system offered me anything either. So I agree with you. There was nothing mm -hmm. I had to have on the, the only thing God of War felt like Spider-Man. Ah, it was real close. Got to run Spider. Those are two things I was going to say. Yeah. Those two games felt close enough to that I almost did it, but then shortages and cost. I'm like, mm -hmm. ah, I'm only going to play those games for a month max before I'm back on League of Legends. So it's like there's no replayability in God of War. So You are lying. <laughs> you can, I played you can, it I I played it twice already and I don't have time and I could go over there and grab my my box of games that are still unopened because i still haven't opened uh, is there are there branching storylines yeah, so, is that why no it's branching skill trees and different things ah. that you can get and like beating the valkyries and i mean that's like replaying dragon age about. origins man yeah you could play you can do go through yeah. go through as a as a wizard this time and then go through as a tank the next time but yeah real talk is the same story right and so some people do that replayable stuff but a lot of people mm -hmm. they play through the game they get through the game they're done with the game right yeah and so i i hear what you're saying and i agree with you neither console did it you just happen to lean more sony i happen to lean more microsoft ergo you have a playstation i have a, an xbox but we'll both yeah. probably end up with both by the end of this generation yeah yeah i'm and i'm sure like i said i'm sure i'll get both i just don't feel that xbox was already on that trajectory that they're like we're not worried about selling you Hardware. a game we're going to sell you a library Ecosystem. and we'll get that library together piece by piece by piece by piece and eventually because again control like i haven't played it yet and I thought it was Xbox exclusive. My friend told me about it. And then it was on PS Plus, so now I can play it. So there's like a lot of games that I was like, oh, that's interesting. I want to play Control that. Is, fantastic. is that exclusive? And they're like, no, it's not exclusive. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, what exclusive is on Xbox that forced it? Like, I thought Final Fantasy was going to be exclusive. And I was like, ooh, that's a big deal to me. Not to everybody else, because some of my friends don't even know what it is. So, you know, like, I feel like it's like the same thing as if you're a Chevy guy, no matter what Ford does, you're not gonna you're not going to buy it. If you're a Ford guy, vice versa, you know what I mean? But I think with video games, the smart people are a little bit more used to like being somewhere in the middle. Um, I've yet to have Nintendo be like, hey, we're going to, I mean, Smash Brothers, I'll buy a $500 console just for Smash Brothers. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not the least bit ashamed of it. Um, Mario, <laughs> Mario Kart, Mario Party, Mario 45, however many Marios they'll make, I'll probably play that too. Mario like, 2000. Yeah, yeah, you know, Mario 2, Electric Boogaloo, I'll play that, whatever, I don't care. You know, uh, but if you're going to make, if you're going to, like, another, a four-player squad-based Halo that lets you play with four individual human beings that's actually Master Chief and not the other thing that they did, I would play that. And I don't care if they have to explain it. Like, well, four, one of you is Master Chief and the other two are just regular, I don't care. I'll play it. 
you know, Gears of War, if they're like, we're going to go back and make a 4K Gears of War 1, I'll play it. Again, shameless. I'm, Rockstar's been doing it. Why can't everyone else do it, you know? It's true. Now, um, this is, uh, ironically, when we're talking about Microsoft taking over the world, this is a good segue into something that um, that they did at the beginning of Black History Month that if you're, let me put it another way. If you're an African-American gamer mm-hmm. and you've been in any lobby in a first person shooter, any place on the planet, um, you kind of get the gist of where we're going here. Um, you know, essentially, you know, Xbox put out a, a Black History Month uh, type of tribute type deal that, um, you know, stoked the fires of, of, of brushback from the typical gaming community that we're referring to. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it just brought back a lot of, it brought up a really, you know, a lot of correlations to what's really going on in terms of um, not only race relations, but in terms of just how we view each other uh, as people. And I wanted to put the question out to uh, those of you that are, you know, following us either on Twitter or YouTube or Facebook or in the stream. Um, you know, what are some of your experiences? You know, what are some of your experiences being in some of these lobbies and having to deal with, you know, that cat that has to squash stick and place, you know, paste it on his on his uh, on his gamer tag, or you know, having a dude that, you know, has all sorts of slogans. You know, has all sorts of chat, you know, for you while you blast them in in, in Call of Duty. Um, you know, I just want to get everybody's, you know, experiences and see and and some of the more humorous and some of the more ridiculous things that you've had to experience. Yeah, I, I really want to see Leslie because not yeah. only are you a, are you black, you're a woman. <laughs> like it's already hard enough being a black gamer. It's already hard enough being a female gamer, but being a black female gamer, that's a brand new beast of ignorance that you have to deal with. Because Angelic Layla, who's in the chat, she knows exactly what I'm talking about. She's also a gamer. She's actually came in second when uh, Game Informer had their last gamer standing. She came in second place overall. Yep. Shout out to Angelic Layla for joining us on the stream. Thank you. Thank you for your support. Just as stories go, being a black female gamer and dealing with these uh, real gamers, per se, I say that with quotes for a reason, Mm -hmm. you have to deal with their feelings are hurt because they lost. Their feelings are extra hurt because they lost to a woman. Well, first their feelings are extra hurt because they lost to a black person. Then they lost to a black woman. Oh, you're all kinds of female dogs. Why why aren't you in the kitchen making a sandwich? Or why aren't you frying up some chicken? Who's watching your kids if you're on the game? Who's are you always on the game? Or are you doing this just for $40? Are, yeah, you, you get I hear a little bit of anything and everything. And you know, the only thing I really can say is you took that L and I'll give you another one. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the best payback. Like I remember, exactly. I was in, I was in college. We were playing uh, Halo Three, right? Halo Three, it came out, it, and like my friends from from grad school, they were hilarious. Like they would just, 
they would just go back and forth with these with these people. And, you know, you know, they, they you know, they'll, they'll, they'll talk their junk. Right. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the game, you know, I look at their KD and it's like five and 15. I'm like, so <laughs> not only <laughs> not only are you racist, you also suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you suck twice. <laughs> it's crazy. I think I think me and Dave were playing one night and um David just gotten off, you know, you know, uh side note, Dave, I'm tired of you sniping me, bro. Stop it. Hey, look, man. <laughs> Master keyboard, um, man. I can't um, but you know, David gotten off. It had been like five minutes after he gotten off, and you know, I got into a part I got into one more party before getting off. And these guys, it, it you know, it was obvious it was, it was like a, it, you know, it was a group of cats that were really, you know, had the white supremacist slant to it, you know, and they were treating, you know, the game like it was a training, you know, like it was a training exercise or some shit. And it was just, <laughs> and, you know, they were mad because I was plugging, them. you know, I was, you know, running, I mean, we were on a large map and, you know, I was practicing my sniping because Dave was putting me to shame the previous match. And I was just like, you know, plucking them off, you know, just plucking them off. It's like, you know, you hear, you know, you know, every quip every now and again, it's just, who's this N-word? Somebody get that N-word and, and blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude, um, first off, yeah, I'm black. Second, I'm black. And third, you suck and I'm black. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I mean, the only way to really combat stuff like that, you know, in lobbies or in games is, you know, one winning because winning, you know, is is very cathartic in terms of dealing mm-hmm. with cats. Like that. You know, there's no way to shut, you know, a racist or a- anti-Semite down. Uh, you know, than just putting one between his eyeball and saying the game's over. Mm-hmm. You know? If you real, if you real, yeah, if you real, uh, Patty, you can you can try you can do a one v one. And just, yes. I've seen that before. It's hilarious. I've, I've, been, I've been that level of petty. I've, if you're I've been really petty. good at the game, then that's fine. But like, if you're playing casually, let me tell you. Yeah, I know. I me know. and my peoples. Me and my peoples. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm 37. Like, I got kids. I can't. I can't give the time. You know, Dave. You remember back in at TSU days? I mean, we played Halo like somebody was paying us to do it. And so back <laughs> then, you, you I, and Big John, I man. serve. Yeah, me and Big John. I'm serving, right? But now. I, I play for fun. I enjoy the competition. I want to be good. I want to be the best. I am not. I am not the best. I have some good games. I have some bad games. I'm not going to rely on my skill. All I do is I mute and report, man, because like literally until they come up with some kind of utility that's easy to use, that I can track these fools, and the day that happens where this dude is less than three miles away from my house and I go knock on his door, until that happens... I have a fantasy about it. I'll tell you about it later. I, I, I have a fantasy that I, I'm in an apartment and then I hear the person in my ear and I hear them with my real ear in the in the apartment next door. Like that's the thing. I've 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 literally walked through the whole thing because like I go knock on the door and then they mama open the door and I just push past her. I say move, Karen, and then I go and I knock on little Timmy. I just open little Timmy door and little Timmy's in there still in the middle of calling me the N word that I can still hear in my ear. And then I grab little Timmy and I pick little Timmy up. And I turn around. And I say, Hey, bro, maybe you watch what you say. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna murder you today. But just know I know where you live. 
I'm gonna come back if I ever hear it again. You know, I just I I, I walked through the whole thing, and that was the PG version uh for the podcast. <laughs> in real life, I actually do some some yeah. some Dexter type things anyway. Language. Me and my boys, like I was saying, I get back to it. My boys and I have been playing Halo since, uh, or we've been playing Xbox together. I got real lifelong friends I met on the game just because you one time mess around and hear a brother on the chat and you that's your buddy now and then you mess around mm-hmm. you keep playing with him i got people that's been in my life 10 15 years and i met their kids and they've met my kids we good friends because of the game yeah. but we don't go in game chat no more i ain't been yeah. in game mm-hmm. chat in 15 years you gotta be in party chat if you yeah you gotta be in party chat if you in game chat. chat and they hear you say bruh one time it's, a li- it's over with. It's, it's, it does something to my soul for a small white child to call me the N-word. A grown man, it is what it is. You you steeped in your racism, it is what it is. But it's something about a, hearing a, an eight-year-old named like Skyler um, just <laughs> drop the N-bomb. Also Skyler. serving. Sky, sometimes Skyler working. Sometimes Skyler mm-hmm. kills you, shoots, stab you in the back in a way you didn't think you could be stabbed in the back. And then he runs over you and just says, Nagger! And then he's walking by you like, Oh, yep. It, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it's just now. <laughs> yeah, and I think, and I think the crazy thing about, you know, how the culture is right now, in, in you know, in game lobbies and stuff like that, is, you know, I mean, it's there's something to be said for anonymity, giving people courage, mm-hmm. because Keep you know that's courage. yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's exactly you know, that's, <laughs> that's why they wouldn't do it in real life. And, oh. and it's mm. crazy. Yeah, I've gotten a gigantic on. black man. There's yeah. no way that 98% of the people that say it's some cats that still got their smoke for you because they didn't took some mm-hmm. MMA training and they still got it for you in person. And I don't want those, I don't want them problems either. You ever see somebody, Kevin Hart say you do see somebody hit, the, hit his knees two times, you don't want them problems. But most of these cats <laughs> are little itty bitty white kids that are, they just, they love the idea that they can do something to you and hurt you it don't hurt but it just it bothers you and they love that they can do that from the safety and comfort of their home I, my issue is with their mama who hears <laughs> these little you hear these little something something somethings in the other room saying that and you just hey come on down for dinner like what no nah, let me hear it let me hear it yeah, i'm kicking mm-hmm. the door in well, see, there's a there's another side to that that as a female gamer we gotta deal with too they say a whole lot of smack in the chat they see a whole lot on the keyboard. Slide and let you know you in my inbox, hey, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Like, keep that energy. I don't I don't need you in front of everybody talking about, oh, I'm not this, I'm not that. And next you know, I got a whisper on Twitch. So uh where you are you? Book. What, what's going on? They uh, read a book that said if they if they neg you that that that's the key to your heart. Right. I'll just say though, man, being I, you know, I haven't been in Warzone in a long time, and I hopped in the Warzone, you know, when Vanguard came out, you know, just to try it out. And mm-hmm. the most entertaining game in Warzone I've played in a long time was the sister being in Warzone and just just looking a whole rank of white dudes that couldn't just wrap their mind around the fact that, you know, a sister was just just blazing, and it. I mean, by the time the match ended, they were just flabbergasted. They couldn't even get they couldn't even get the insults out they wanted to get. They were just like, "Well, uh, somebody get her!" You know, uh, 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 like, I mean, it was, it was comical. And I mean, mm-hmm. there were a couple of us, you know, a couple of brothers in the in the chat, uh, you know, in the game that you know we stopped playing for a minute, hit her up on PMs like, "Thank you." 
Because <laughs> <laughs> we were plugging these guys, and these guys wouldn't stop talking. And the fact that they got in there, she got in there and did the work that she did. And she was just matter of fact. She was on mute the whole time. She didn't respond to nothing. All she was just doing was just just plugging people, just plugging people all over the map. And it was yeah. just, it was it was epic. It was it was a really, mm. it was one of those things that really made, you know. Normally I hate Warzone, you know, and I I stay away from it because you you know you got a lot of, uh, you know you've got a lot of folks that that really exploit that environment in terms of cheating and all sorts of stuff. But it, yeah, it was. I mean that that was one experience that you know I could chalk up to being one that was very pleasant, and that was because, you know, in essence, people just got shut up. Yeah. I, I will tell you from the from the other perspective of it, most of the PlayStation dudes that you ask anybody, they don't usually have headphones on anyway. But I don't bother when I go play competitive games because the moment I speak and they hear this wonderful baritone, they already know. They was like, oh, that's <laughs> there go uh Devon on the on the other line over there. Like somebody shoot Keith. I know he over there. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not I'm not trying to hear it. So, like, when I go play, I'm a, I usually don't even have the headphones. I'm sure my teammates are probably like, "Watch out, turn around." I can't hear you. I'm, <laughs> I'm in mute. I'm over here. Just the games or the game music is playing, and the little characters are talking. Like, and I, that's all I hear because I don't I don't bother with it because I I don't play video games. You know, what I'm saying like I worked for five years in Conyers, Georgia, and I live there. I've been called the N word to my face several times, and like not even like angrily. Just like they called me the N-word like that was my name on my name tag. And I had to look down. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't need it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm cool on that altogether. But definitely. Wouldn't it be an awesome world if you could have it, though? Oh, man. Man, like, look, I, I've, I've, when I was younger and more angry, uh, before, you know, fatherhood mellowed me out, I definitely almost lost my job on several occasions. Actually, Just I couldn't. Mellow you? On one K. Oh, yeah, this is the mellow me. <laughs> I quit my job on one occasion because someone called me the N-word and I told my manager, my manager was like, ah, you can't let you can't take things personally. I was like, I what? Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, and then I this called, I was man? like, Oh yeah. He was like, Oh, you can't you can't take that personally. And I was oh, like, wow. Okay, bet. And I was extremely rude to my manager the rest of the day. Like I I asked him like he was warming his food up and I asked him, did his wife cook that? Because it smelled hard. Just yeah. not even seasoning. You know, I thought he said he was Italian. I know, like I watch, you know, wow. you know, like I watch Goodfellas, their food looks good. I don't know what that is. Like what you and he was like, Oh, what's your problem? And I was like, You shouldn't take it personally. And the same uh, customer that he had he had had in there, man. I was talking to that customer, I was being so nice to him. And of course, I overcharged him for everything. I made a bunch of commission off him. I sold him the wrong things, things that weren't compatible, and he had to come back. And I was like, "I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I was just, I'm black, and I don't, I don't know things. So <laughs> probably should have got somebody smarter and white to help you. But you know, everything has a ten percent restocking fee. So if you want to return any of that stuff, you know, it'll be, <laughs> it'll be two hundred and forty-five dollars. But you know, I'm sorry. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not for that. Like, if somebody were to call one of my kids that right now. I, I probably would not be as mellow, but me, come on, man. Like I'm, I, I look better than you. I smell better than you. I'm better at life than you. Like, why you go, you'll call me the N word and you sitting there. You like, 
you like ASAP Rocky. You like, you know, you like all my music. You like my, you like the way that we dress. You like the way that we talk. You like, I mean, there's Asian people trying to get their hair to look like mine. I, I can't for a second be bothered to be offended when I am the thing that you want to emulate and I'm the thing that you adore. And my culture is the thing that is culture. You know, we're, we are pop culture at this point. Like I've never seen so many. They fought it for so long. They fought yeah. it so hard. I, they Ooh. did. I mean, and the only time I ever heard rap music was a stupid McDonald's 365 commercial. Like McDonald's <laughs> this 365. And they have like a little hip hop in the background, but it's always like young MC or something. Bust a move. Yo, and now I can't watch. Note, though, it, it's crazy. Everything is hip hop. This is something we probably got to talk about on another episode. And it's not really that tech related, but there is so much black TV on TV right now. Yes, um, it's black cartoons, it's black, black shows, they got black nerds, they got black cool mm. people, they got black heroes. It's like power yeah. has its own universe that's got spin-off shows, like you know, ah man, it's it's a good time. It's this is a good time to be growing yeah. up black and say, I want to be something. Whatever you think you want to be, you can see it mm -hmm. on TV, man. Like there's a there's there's doctors and lawyers, and oh it's it's great, man. I, yeah. I I'm yeah. envious of my daughters. That they get to grow up in a world where they see black presidents and black doctors and black scientists and all that, man. Yeah, yeah that's definitely Absolutely. that's definitely a topic for you know a future podcast. Um, a whole thing we could do on that. Yeah, those podcasts that will conveniently be located on the HBC Digital <laughs> Network. <laughs> and <laughs> shameless plug. And essentially, for those folks that are listening or have joined the show. Um, a little bit late. Uh, the big news for the future of the podcast is that the podcast will officially be a part of the HBC Digital Network's lineup of shows and content going forward. So um, that's news, and that's the that's the HBC Digital blurb that one we wanted to get out there. Um, we need some HBC Digital like do rags so we can wear it during the show. You know, like, bonnets. Yeah, so, yeah, bonnets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with it. Yeah, that branding is coming, by the way, folks. Um, uh, there's there are a couple of news items that you know while we're talking about you know, uh, you know white folks having a meltdown on on in game you know in game chats online that I thought might be really um, pertinent to some of the stuff that we've been talking about. Uh, one is from The Verge, and it's the FBI using geofence. Um, to serve a warrant, you know, in in Seattle after BLM BLM protest. Ooh. Mm, I don't, I don't know. That's I don't interesting. I heard about that one. Is that yeah. a so just if your phone was tagged yeah. in that area, they're serving, they're arresting you, mm -hmm. or serving warrants. So oh, here it is. Serving warrants for yeah. what? Being in the area. Yeah, being in yeah, the area. Like it, we're allowed to peacefully protest. I would love to be served that warrant. I would love for that to take some of my time because I got time. I got that resources. I will sue those hindquarters. Yeah. yeah. I think the bigger discussion um, mm -hmm. that an article like that kind of draws is the use of that type of technology, you know, by local, state, federal entities to kind of control stuff as between mm -hmm. protests or dissent. Or Discord, so well, you couple that with the Florida bill to that that makes it uh, makes it legal to run people over with your car if they inconvenience you in, inconveniencing you during a protest. That mm -hmm. sounds like we just rife for 
some crazy foolishness to be happening over the next couple years because what i can guarantee you is another black man will get shot by the cops and then black people will march on in his faith in his honor and hopefully it don't happen in florida but if it happens in florida some white man is gonna hit a a brother with his car that's just gonna happen it's gonna happen i mean stand your ground did the same thing it's like oh I stood my ground. That's what standing ground is. Is that now your ground is with a vehicle instead of a gun? Yeah. And it's just that they're inconveniencing you. It's not for anything. It's just, if they're inconveniencing you by blocking your way to get to work, you can hit them with your car. Yeah. And just to kind I'm of sure that'll make people just drive over there. Yeah, <laughs> they can drive there purposely. Oh, like, your oh, car you're you gonna have some. You gonna have some cats like I was just trying to protect their property with my uh, Dodge Ram. You know what I'm talking about? Like. They're gonna be jumping curbs and stuff to run. It's gonna be oh, it's gonna be chaos. Well, yeah. you know, as this, um, you know, I wanted to leave off, you know, kind of end the show with this topic because it, it's something that's a very, it's something that's a very clear and present worry for a lot of the American public in terms of the use of technology, you know, uh, in terms of tracking, in terms of whether it's you know tracking our daily you know our daily activities during you know during life or in terms of tracking specific types of events or participation in events and having that information used against you um you know i really wanted to get everybody's opinion on you know one what you know how that affects you in terms of hearing stuff like that that you could probably you know, be in close proximity someplace and get geotagged or get geotracked. And well, just, just as a somewhat of a background for those, because this, this this story actually came out today. Um, yeah. I was, so I, I didn't even, <laughs> I haven't really looked at any tech news today. Um, but uh, so basically what happened was in Seattle, uh, someone threw uh, a Molotov, Molotov cocktail at a police union headquarters in Seattle uh, during the protest of the shooting of Jacob Blake. And so what happened was in order to find out who did it, the police issued a geofence warrant where like within a certain like geographical area, Google had to release or not. Well, they, they were they had to release uh, an anonymized list of devices that were within that geographical area. And if one of them or if some of them seemed suspicious, then the uh, the police would ask for more information. So. I. I, I would need time to think about this. On, on the one hand, uh, I I can see I can see a legitimate use if you're trying to find out who was at a certain place at a certain time in order to find probable cause in order mm-hmm. to arrest someone, right? Uh, I mean, one of the I don't know. I, I I'm looking forward to seeing what you all think about it, but I don't. I just know they're gonna abuse it. I don't know. That's that's the. I, I, yeah, I guess that's the thing. I, is there's no who who's who watches the Watchmen, right? Like um, mm. the the idea, like they're they're talking about using facial recognition, and we know firsthand that facial recognition does not do justice by brothers uh, or mm-hmm. black people, I should say. Uh, it does Unless not do well with dark six. skin. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the the facial recognition that they're using, mm-hmm. where they're using cameras mm-hmm. to like identify yeah. people, and right, and so they'll arrest a whole nother person. And we know mm-hmm. from personal experiences that that white people can't tell the difference between us. Period. Right? They can't tell us apart. They I, somebody told me the other day I was at a, a party and I had my hair braided up straight back like four cornrows. Somebody said, "Hey man, you look like Derrick Henry." <laughs> I look like. Oh, I look like whom? 
You should have stiff on them right there and said, yeah, that's me. Listen, the only thing we got in common is our hair. But I know that they can't tell us apart. They can't tell us apart, and the computers can't tell us apart. So I already know if you give them access to this kind of power, it's just going to contribute to the... uh, my, 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 My thing is, every interaction with the police for a black man or a black person could be that could be it for you to for for this for this chapter you know what i mean that could be it right and so i want to reduce the frequency that we are contacted by the police and any piece of technology or any legislation that allows for police to um wantonly engage with black people cannot be good and it will we'll look at it 10 years from now like why didn't we think that why why, why we do that why we thought that was a good idea we gonna say it I, I, don't, I don't like it i i say i don't like it for two reasons one you're you're putting up a geofence who's to say it's already bad enough you go on social media you can see where people are at all times they already snitching on themselves they can be i'm in walmart right now i'm doing this i'm out here i'm mm-hmm. out there that's one way you would say where you're at two what if the person you're looking for didn't even have their location on that's not even a guarantee if they didn't have their location on okay you're still not going to find them because they technically weren't there anyway and then the third thing is what's the radius of this actual net that they're looking for what is the actual how far or how wide is that net cast for who they're looking for so apparently so at least according to the article it was they actually have the exact uh latitude and longitude coordinates on the on the article so it was like a rectangular strip uh I don't. I don't really know like how like how many city blocks or anything like that. Yeah. But that I mean, there is like an exact. But I mean, point taken. Talking about five devices, are we talking about five hundred devices? Exactly. Right? What if somebody yes. just has to be walking? Like I'm walking my dog. Suppose I'm out there. I'm walking my dog. I don't know what's going on over there. Oh, that's a group of people. I'm walking my dog. I got a warrant just because I happen to be walking my dog at that time, not even knowing what's going on around me. Not even paying attention to anything going on around me. Now, all of a sudden, I have a warrant saying I possibly might have kind of had the off chance because you were in the area, done this crime. So we're just giving you a warrant just because you just so happened to coincidentally be there during that time. It's BS yep. to me. Yep. I don't like and it. And that's what they're going to do. And they're going to mm-hmm. use it to get the paddy wagon. They're just going to roll up and just, hey, go scoop this dude up over here, this dude up over there, that young lady over there, get her. Like, they're just going to just increase, like, like I said, in, increase interaction with the police. Can't and be then who's to say the people they're rounding up match the description of the subject, suspect, because we all, in some way, shape, or form, have always fit the description, no matter what the description is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that it's, it's going to be hard to try to figure out, like, okay, like, let's say you, you know, the Google told them there were 500 devices within that area between these two time periods, right? I mean, how do you really find out? How, I don't, that that would be really hard to do, to, to define. Yeah. Now, I, I will disclose as as, uh, as, trans, as transparent as I can be, I am a federal employee. I won't say what agency I work for, but I am a federal employee. Uh, mm-hmm. So take that how you will. But... Um, <laughs> I will say the FBI is going to have a really hard time trying to figure out who is there. And then, like you said, I mean, if some if you get a, a knock on the door from the FBI and like we want to talk to you, were you in this area? I'm like, I'm like you said, I'm just walking my dog, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, and who's going to say, oh yeah, I went there to throw the Molotov? Dude, my bad. You got me. My bad. Hey, go ahead. You got me, bro. Like, no one's going to do that. Anybody you ask is going to be like, were you there on September the fourth? I'm like. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I don't know where I was yesterday. 
<laughs> As a quick disclaimer segue, uh, the views of Roberto and Blackity Black Man are not necessarily the views of the Black Techies or HBC Digital Network. In we general. probably need to put that in writing somewhere at the beginning and yeah. end of every episode. Just yeah, I've been good. HBC I, I, Digital and y'all's yeah. careers. <laughs> but I, I just know that there's there's no way because again, increasing. The, I think I said it already. I live in Georgia. Um, and I vividly recall living in Conyers and being stopped. I, I lived maybe two miles away from my job at Circuit City. And I was pulled over every day going to work. Every day. When I was driving the black BMW I used to have. I used to have a 1998 BMW 540. It was all black, black wheels, black headlights, black taillights, but legally tinted, not all the way black. Every day I got a, I got pulled over and I need to put my car in the shop. I rented a trailblazer, no window tint, no nothing, had on my Circuit City shirt, went there, still got pulled over. So I thought I was like, well, maybe it's my car. They're like, got a drug dealer car, even though I had a Marine sticker because I mean, a Marine license plate because it was my brother's car um, that I bought from him. And I just didn't change tags. I'm like, Marine tag? Yeah, I, now I'll never get pulled over. Wrong. Wrong. So all I'm going to say is that I already know that i've survived and thank god i've never been i've been put in handcuffs i've been having my face in the concrete a couple of times but i've never been inside of a cell because of what i did i've been in there for other people and i've been let go <laughs> but i've never been in there because of what i did and i know that every allegedly interaction <laughs> you know allegedly uh i'm not called again, again the marcus roberto <laughs> marcus shoot are not necessarily hey, the black <laughs> podcast and hbc digital network I've, I've never been in a situation where I have known I was guilty or I had been guilty and I had been accused of the thing and I had been resistant to to help or do anything like that. Anytime I've been pulled over, I try to comply and you try to tell me I'm doing something and I'm like, I'm I'm not. I don't know what you mean. Like, like I got pulled over. They brought the uh, measuring tape out to see if my car was too low. Uh, I got I've got uh, attempted to be dis detained because my car was too loud. I live in Conyers. There are lifted pickup trucks and Harley Davidson's riding up and down the street where I, I can't even hear the cop talking to me. And I'm like, can you stop for a minute? Talk. I can't hear you with all the things moving past. OK, now that they've gone, tell me again why my car is too loud and it's an idling and you I can talk to you over. it. You know, so I already know there are biases in everything. I don't want to be introduced to more yeah. opportunities for bias to go the wrong way for me. And I thank God that I've made my way out of every single interaction I've had. And some of the interactions have been pleasant. One interaction, I, I saw the guy TV later that day. He was like, oh, you want to work? I'm like, yeah, I'm just wearing the Circuit City shirt for the, for, you know, for fun. No, I'm going to work right there. Like, come by, I'll give you a discount. And I gave him a discount. And, you know, like, so not every interaction was I was in there. It got to the point where I was just annoyed and more than I was afraid. Hmm? And he pulled you over after work, after you sold him the TV? He pulled me over a week later and then we <laughs> laughed about it. Um, I'm like, how many, how many black men and at the time I had a I had like a big fro. I'm like, how many black men are coming here with a ponytail driving past you in a black BMW with a marine tag? Like, you've got to know it's me by now. Like at some point, you gotta know it's me. Uh, because I'm like, hey Herb, you know, like he's like, Oh, hey Roberto, what's going on? <laughs> I mean, you do have a very cop name. 
What's funny? I had the same experience you had, except I was 19 years old working for General Motors as an intern in a uh, Bossier City, Louisiana. Um, I drive up the road. I, my apartment complex was in Bossier City. To Shreep, the uh, GM plant was in Shreveport. I drive back and forth every day. Same road. It was new. The, the complex I was living in, brand new. Nothing but pasture around it. Might have been a year or two old. Every day getting pulled over. Like, hey, I live here. I live here. Mm-hmm. I live here. And then one day he pulled me over. He's like, oh, hey, Leslie. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> and he's like, come on, man. <laughs> but I had yeah, an old 1998 Grand Am, and this was in 2002. So that's a big, great Grand Am, a mm-hmm. young girl, just going back and forth to work. That's all I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that's the like, Grand Am's were dope boy cars back in the day, Exactly. Though. So mm-hmm. we, and, and then we were living in a, a very nice gated community. And it was just me. So they're like, okay, this can't be her. I'm like, I actually live here. I know I don't have a boyfriend. No, this is my car. Here's my registration. Here's my license. I don't even have a speeding ticket. I have no tickets anywhere at the time. And I'm like, you're pulling me over expecting to find somebody new in this car. It's still going to always be me. <laughs> and that's the hard part, I think, is just trying to convince somebody that knows that you have every reason to lie because you're afraid or because they already are assuming you're guilty and they're just like i know you're doing it man like i know something like you know it's like if i see dom walking around with a, with a playstation shirt on i know he's doing something wrong like i'm like you out of place you out of uniform you so you out of pocket like i already know there's something going on that you're doing that you're not you're not supposed to be doing because god forbid they geofence him and come with the the receipts and they're like yeah we caught you on surveillance and he's like let me see PlayStation shirt? Nah, bro. That ain't me. I'm paid handsomely by Microsoft, in my opinion. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to uh, duck out. Unfortunately, got a family family time coming up. And actually, the food is here, and I'm hungry. So that's the real reason. But, oh, okay. uh, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, it's, but, about, uh, but, it's about that time anyway, folks. It's Black History Month. Don't let us. Uh, <laughs> we, got, we got some wings. Some 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 wings coming in. So let me go ahead. I need some wings. But uh, <laughs> let me go ahead and do this closing real quick. First. Uh, thank you for joining us uh, for our latest episode of the Black Techies Podcast. Um, for those of you that are just joining us or have been listening, uh, our next episode of the Black Techies Podcast will officially be under the banner of HBCU Digital Network as a part of their lineup. Again, thank you for joining us, and I will leave you with an advertisement for the HBCU Band Edition book that is out on Amazon uh, and has been out for a minute. Uh, check it out. Check out the authors. You have two authors that are here. So uh, check us out. And until next time, hail Wakanda. Hail Wakanda forever.